podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I shoot my shot, I hit my toes. 187, that's Andrew Cole. I shoot my shot, I hit my toes. I let man act like they don't know. Check my record and learn that code. 187, that's Andrew Cole. Murder a beat, I'm cold. I link up with bro, that's... I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to talk I shoot my shot, I hit my goals, I let man act like they don't know Check man's record, I learned that code, 187, that's Andrew Cole Murder a beat, I'm cold, when I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole, I just do my thing, I don't need to Middle of the field, in check like scores, but I still grind and chase man's goals When I get a chance, man's veins get cold Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Muga. Making United great again. That is the agenda for Eric Teng Hag and the boys. But we're going to have a little discussion this week about what just happened against Nottingham Forest. It's just a small cohort this time. I'm your co-host. Well, I'm your host, not your co-host. I'm your host, Mike Wakadiri. And I'm joined in the studio by Reams. What's going on, my guy, Reams? I'm good, bro. I'm good. How are you feeling after Saturday's? 3-2 win. Uh, what's your what's your initial thoughts? Um, I'm happy to that we came away with the with the three points, obviously, but still lots of work to do in terms of this team becoming good again. Ab- absolutely, absolutely. So I'll just go through the team that Eric Tenghal put out on Saturday. So we had Anana in goal, Wambasaka right back, Varane and Martinez as the centre back duo with Diego Dalo. Uh, deputising at left-back because of Luke Shaw's injury. Uh, in midfield, due to Mount's injury, Ericsson reclaimed his spot alongside Casemiro. And just ahead of them, we had Bruno, Rashford off the left this time, Anthony off the right, with Anthony Martial up top. What did you think of that lineup when uh, that got announced, Arims? I guess... Based on the circumstances and like the injuries to Shaw and on Mount and that that's that's probably just like the best team. We we best team. That's probably the most. But I guess that's the strongest team we could have put out according to Ten Hag. Because obviously our, first, our two first choice left backs are missing, so Dallo mm. could also play left back. He's the obvious choice to come in there. Obviously Mount replaced Ericsson in the team from last year, so with Mount out, Ericsson could come in and replace him. Um, obviously, Anthony Marshall right now is our only fit centre forward, so him starting is beneficial to Rashford because he could then move out to a stronger position of left wing. So I guess the team made sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd I'd agree with that. It's probably the strongest. Dallo last sometimes last season did play left back. Obviously, mm-hmm. the danger is has been a right foot left back that you cut in, and obviously you don't want to be cutting in onto your right in a potentially dangerous position where the opposition can break. Um. But he's obviously very he's good going forward. But we would have thought, even with the injuries, we're at home. We've not been we're unbeaten at home. Thirty games before the Forest game, it's now thirty-one games. You think with that record against a team who just just starved off, staved off rele- relegation last year, that it would be plain sailing. But it wasn't because after just two minutes. We were down to one nil due to a break from our corner. What did you make of their first goal scored by Taiwo Owoni? Um, well, yeah, like you said, it was from a corner, like we put a ball into the box. 
they've cleared it out. Um, Wan-Bissaka's gone into an aerial duel with with um Morgan Gibbs White. We know Wan-Bissaka's not the strongest in aerial duels. Morgan Gibbs White mm. beat him there, and it's basically Rashford was our last man back at the corner, which was is a strange decision to me. I'm not sure. Yeah, you leave an attacking player at the back. I guess the thought behind it is that Rashford is the quickest player on the team, but. Like, he doesn't have the defensive instincts. He doesn't have that kind of aggression intensity to really get the best of a situation like that, especially against a big physical forward like Awani. So I, mm. it would have made more sense for me to have, like, Dalo and Wan-Bissaka back there to, to challenge with that. They're both athletic. They're both actual defenders. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Awani yeah. completely bullied Rashford in that situation. Fast, strong player. You know, he broke away. He had the flipping hole half to run into. Mm. Um I think Onana could have did a little bit. He could have been a bit more proactive in 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 that situation as well. That's the kind of things we used to um, criticize the Gale for, you know what I mean? So I think mm. Onana in preseason he was very aggressive off his line and he got chipped a couple of times. So I don't know if that. So I don't yeah, know if he PTSD's just had. He's got him in it. Yeah, so I don't know if he just had that in the back of his mind. I remember obviously when when Bellingham went through against Real Madrid, he was off his line like a flash and he got chipped in that situation. And obviously. He was he was just off his line in general against Lens and he got chipped from like the halfway line and that. So I don't know if that kind of was just weighing on his mind. But yeah, he was kind of just waiting for Awani to come and make a decision. Um, He had a CTE moment where he's kind of like jumped up and landed on his backside, which looked hilarious as well. Like <laughs> I kind of watched it back a few times and I think Awani tried to sell him a dummy and he didn't bite on it. Then I think he thought he was going to shoot, but then he took an extra touch. So when he took that extra touch, he tried to like preempt it, and that's when he did that dive thing and then landed on his backside. And one he could just just rolled it rolled it in. So yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a comical goal to, <laughs> to concede after a minute. To be honest, it's like you know we like United tends to tends to concede a lot of comical goals. To be honest, and this was just another one. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Having Rashford uh, as the furthest player back, the our top goal scorer last season. A man, he was getting a few headers himself. Why he's not in the box? Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I, that's why I didn't get as well. Like, you, it's a corner. Like, you've put Lisandro Martinez in the box, who's like five foot seven, and you're not putting mm. six foot two, jump out the gym, Rashford in the in, in the box. Like, I don't know. It's, it was a strange decision, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, very strange. And yeah, I agree with you with Onana. He could have really like commanded his area a bit more. Like, he didn't come off his six yard line. It's like. You know, you got to make the goal a bit bigger. But yeah, as you say, for all the pace of Rashford, he's not hes not a defender. So, you know, he's not going to... What's it, what's the called? He's going to go in for that 50-50 challenge. And obviously, when we missed him... And like, we know that like, Rashford isn't the most aggressive. That's that's one of the issues he has playing centre-forward. Like, when you play centre-forward, mm. you really have to wrestle with centre-backs at times. And Rashford isn't always up for mm. that. Like, it's kind of easy to kind of knock him off his balance or knock him off his stride. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. I, 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 him going in for 50-50 with a one who is uber aggressive, uber athletic yeah. like him. Yeah, like, a proper It was only going to be one winner. And yeah, and the one year you say he ran through, kept himself composed, to be fair to him, slotted, slotted it in. So yeah, I think he scored seven Premier League games in a row now. So mm-hmm. uh, shout him out. And then again, we concede another, we concede a free kick. So mm. Dallow goes in for a challenge and Brennan Johnson. Johnson's about to skin him. He we take the free kick and Morgan Gibbs White, you know, he's putting the ball into the box into a dangerous area. 
And you're talking about comical goals, but and it was another one. It was like a almost a deflection off Martinez, and then it hit Bolly. I don't. Did he head it or hit his chest? He, he, he did head it. He kind of like it was a quick reaction, but he didn't have to jump. Like the ball, the ball literally just landed on his head, and he steered it into the goal. So it was a good reaction from him. He probably didn't expect it to come to him because if Lisandro didn't get a header, then one beside one of them had to get that header. You know what I mean? Mm. And neither of them did, and it kind of just like in the end, like Bolly didn't have to jump for it. The ball just went through two men and landed on his head, and he's like done well to react, steer it into the bottom corner, like. Onana yeah. didn't have a chance for that one, like rooted to the spot. You know, what I mean, it's just oh, it, it's, yeah. it's bad box defending, isn't it? And it's 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 not ideal because like a lot of our like competitors are really good defending their box, so we mm. we kind of have to be better than that. You know, what I mean, like in terms of defending the box, the best we have is probably like obviously it's Varane, and then Dalo can be decent defending his box sometimes, but like yeah, yeah that that was like Wambisaka isn't the greatest in his own box, and obviously Lisandro's Lisandro's height kind of like works against him sometimes in these situations. If he's a couple inches taller, he might go his head on it, but yeah, that's just how it goes, isn't it? There, yeah, for, yeah, we have to take the benefit of his footballing ability that there may be some duels or some clearances that someone with a few more inches would have made, but uh, that's his Achilles heel, so to speak. So then that means after four minutes, we're 2-0 we're down. Um, obviously, we just come off the Spurs defeat. So, you know, it's a lot of pressure, but then United... Fortunately, did respond well, and our captain, Captain Marvel Bruno, shoot from anywhere. He takes a shot from outside the D. It gets parried by Matt Turner, uh, recycled by Martial, who passes it to Rashford. Rashford stands up. Serge Aurier takes it to the byline, drags it back, and then the Dane Christian Eriksen, a little cheeky finish. Well, what did you think about that goal uh, to get it back to 2-1? Um, what I will say is I feel like Nottingham Forest, they, they scored their goals very early. Like when you, when you score two goals in the first five minutes, you still have like another 90 minutes to really get back into the game. So, mm. and after, and, and, and I feel like after they conceded that goal, they really just kind of just like sat back. They left Owani up front on his own and just really said, United, come break us down. And, you know, like United, to their, to, to, to their credit, they, they went to work. Like, you know what I mean? Um, mm. Obviously, like they, they Nottingham Forest played a five at the back, so it was really hard for us to really probe and get into their eighteen-yard box and create quality chances in the eighteen-yard box, especially with a striker like Marshall that doesn't really have that instinctive striker movements. He doesn't really drag like their defensive line back with his movement by occupying centre back. So we did have to resort to, to to some shots from the edge of the area, but we was moving them around. We was keeping possession well. We was like we was we was maintaining pressure, and obviously Bruno Fernandez he had a good shot. It's kind of one of those shots that kind of flies up and dips right at the last minute. So Turner parries it away. Um, I was really impressed with Rashford. Um, like this is the kind of stuff. If you could get him, I feel like we don't do enough to get Rashford in those kind of one v one situations. And like it's a it's a criticism I had last season as well. Like when you watch the teams like Arsenal and stuff like that, like they get Martinelli and Saka into one v one situations so much. Mm. And like when you have quick dynamic wingers that could like that could beat that could beat players, you'll create chances. And I think the most impressive thing is that he actually took it to the byline and used his left foot, which is like one of the main criticisms we've had of Rashford in, in the fact yeah. that he could be too predictable in his dribbling sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And he could run into a lot of like cul-de-sacs, like cut back in, try to create a short run into traffic and stuff like that. So he really stood um, Aurea up. He's a very explosive player. He slowed him down, breezed past him, good 
firm cross with his left foot across the face of gold, like makes it like a nightmare for goalkeepers and defenders to um defend that kind of action. And it was a really clever finish from Ericsson as well, like a real striker's finish. He got in front of his, his defender and he's kind of just like let the let the speed and momentum of the ball flick up off the outside of his boot. And it is a really, it was a really like nice finish from Ericsson as well. So yeah, it was a really good goal. Yeah, it was. I think you I think you're right. We don't see enough of that with our forward players, like allowing them then one v one v ones to really beat beat a man. And you know, the fact that he could do that. We know Rashford can do that, but we're not. We don't give him the opportunities to do that, and we could see. We should see a, a lot more goals like that. That's the point I'm trying to make. A lot more goals where 100. percent I said like I, I said like when Rasmus Sohoyle starts playing, like he's a guy that like he he he'll, he's got good movement in it. Like he's got like instinctive striker movement. Yeah, um, he can find space in the in the penalty area to score them kind of poachers goals, which we haven't really had since Cavani was here. And Rashford and Cavani did have it. Rashford, I think that season Rashford probably had his most assists, and a lot of them were to Cavani with like crosses and stuff like that. Mm. So um, when Hoyland comes and we have a centre back, that's we have a centre forward. Sorry, that's actually making them kind of runs into the box. It will give Rashford and hopefully Anthony the opportunity to really become more of like a traditional wingers that could like find a striker with crosses, cutbacks and what have you, instead of just like what Rashford was doing last year where he was our focal point attacker running in behind, getting on the end of chances himself. So um, I, I, I would like to see Rashford get maybe like five, six assists like that per season because he has the ability to do it. Um, we hope Anthony can develop the ability to do it. He used his right foot a few times um, in on Saturday. So that's, that's, encouraging I guess he had a he had a really good chance he created with his right foot for Bruno that he should have scored so if our wingers could get doing that consistently and we have a striker like Hoyland who's really dangerous in the box then you hope that could be an avenue for us to score goals and create chances I can't even lie I don't think I've well first shout out Rodney Rodney's joined us thank you so much sir morning 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 <laughs> top, top of Evening. the morning to you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We're just talking about, uh, obviously, recapping the Forest game. We're, we're just discussing Ericsson's goal. And we're talking about how Rashford you went to the byline and used his left peg and how we don't see that enough from our wide players. And I was just about to say, Anthony, I, I don't think he's ever... Maybe he has. I don't think, I've seen him ever do it. I don't think I've seen Anthony go to the byline and cut back on his right. He's missed the cutting on his left. Curl it, curl it, curl it. And... You know, sometimes it works, you know, against City last year at the Etihad. But more time, the, the keepers are saving it, man. So he needs to vary his game in that regard. I think I saw him um, use his right foot against Forrest, you know? Yeah, I was just discussing it. The chance that um, Bruno had... Okay, sorry. I missed that. Yeah, the chance that Bruno had, like, Anthony used his right foot for that. I think he had another occasion where, like, he tried to come inside... Oh, pause. Um... He tried to go on the <laughs> he, he tried to go on the outside of Ole Aina and like he two I, I think two three occasions he attempted to use his right foot which is which is um it's encouraging because before like he's the most predictable winger yeah. in the world coming in on his left so if he could if he could get a bit more confidence on his right foot that would definitely open up his game a little a little bit more. Yeah, yeah absolutely sure. absolutely we need some variation and then we nearly made it two two. Where there was a cross into the box and Casemiro's six-yard box goal gaping, somehow he misses the target. Rodney, I, 
it's obviously I can't expect you to speak for Casemiro, but I'm gonna ask you to speak for Casemiro. What what was going on there? I think the ball just came in too high for him. I don't think he was expecting it to get through, and he's just he just made contact at the wrong point, and it's just gone over the bar. Really, that is the from where it is. That is probably harder to do than put it in the net. But you know, it's one of those it's one of those um chances where nine out of ten you finish them, and that one mm. time it just it just goes over the bar. But he probably makes up for it further on into the game, which we'll probably talk about in a sec. But yeah, that chance, that that chance there. We, we've had a few this season where players are missing guilt edge chances. I think Bruno against Spurs did miss the header. Yeah, probably probably a little bit further out, but sim- similar chance um chance conversion rate for me should finish that. But it's one of those things you can't fault him in hindsight, seeing what happened further on in the game. So, but yeah, so it's a, it's a chance he should finish. It's hard. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It was harder. Uh... To sort of miss, and we will go into it's the kind of, it's kind of oh. similar to the Bolly thing because, like, where he didn't, he did, he probably expected the cross to get to get cleared Cut away or to get dealt with. Mm-hmm. And like, when Turner didn't get it or McKenna didn't get it, and it kind of flashed, it bounced and flashed up like above his head. Like, it's one of those ones that maybe if he just let it hit him in his face, it could have just went in, but like, he's tried to react mm-hmm. to it and he's put it over, he's put it wide. So, yeah, it's, it, it's a chance, really. He should score, but you could kind of understand why he's fluffed it. More subtlety needed rather than a bit of more subtle movement, like use the pace on the ball rather than, you know, trying to put his head through it. But as Rodney alluded to, he did make up for it in the second half. And we'll talk about that goal now. It was very interesting, that that sort of free kick, because obviously Bruno played it across to Rashford and everyone's running out to Rashford and Bruno makes a very cute run, which had to check himself to make sure he stayed on side. And then everyone fell for it. And Casemiro this time was ready. It's something off the training ground. Well, what did you think about that goal, Rodney? Initially, I was thinking, mm. yo, what's going on there? Why have you <laughs> done that? And then obviously, teaches me to let the game play out a little bit. Great routine. Great goal. Great finish. And um, boys managed to pull it back to 2-2. But yeah, great, great, um, great goal. But when that went out, when that went out, um, onto the um, sort of edge of the box, I was thinking, now nah, what's going on here? I think Forrest even thought, "Whoa!" So yeah, I, like, hey, hey. I, I think yeah, that, I think that goal is is really hilarious because it was really just a moment of class from both Bruno and Rashford, and with yeah. like the kind of stuff that we see a lot of United fans say about them too. <laughs> it's no, hilarious that it's always them that's coming up with the moments of class, like you know what I mean, like. Mm. Um, Bruno's run was amazing. Like, you know, like he checked his run a few times. He curved it to stay on side. Rashford, like the flight, the weight, the delivery on that pass was incredible. Clever cutback from Bruno with his head. Let's talk about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. They're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Head like just let the just nodded it back to Casemiro and you know I mean even even that chance as well. It's kind of bounced up awkward for Casemiro as well. He's had to like half volley mm. it in. 
But like, it was just really a, a moment of class from like our two consistently best players. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, when attacking sense for sure, for sure. And I brought it back to two-two with a lot of time still on still on the clock to go, and then they were the red card. So we just talked about those two players, Casemiro and Bruno, and they linked up when the defender, the centre back, uh, Worrell was sent up for Forest. So uh, Casemiro had dropped almost into the centre back position, played a long ball over the. Bruno made a very good dart and run. Casemiro played the ball over the top, curling round, right onto Bruno's sort of feet. And then the, the, the centre-back tugged him. Bruno went down, straight red card. Any any disagreement with that red card, fellas? Or do you, you think last man had to go? I was watching it again this morning. And um, it was an amazing pass from Casemiro, by the way. Like, he, he attempts <laughs> to pass a lot and doesn't always come off. But that one was, like, literally, like the flight, the weight, it literally landed perfect for Bruno to run onto it. Obviously, he's mm. completely caught Joe Worrell out. I feel like Bruno was going to get to the ball first, which is why he got sent off. But I do feel like Willy Bolly was like, coming he, was, he was coming across to contest it. Like, So if Bruno would have to get there and maybe had to stretch and poke at it or something like that, like it wasn't like he was through one-on-one because Willy Bolly was coming across. But I think he got sent off because Bruno was going to get to the ball first and it was mm. thus denying him an opportunity to, to shoot on goal and denying a goal-scoring opportunity. Yeah, so I, agree, you... I agree, I agree. It was, a, to me, if I was a Forest fan, I'd be a little bit dumb, hard done by because I do think um, Bolly was coming across. But again, Bruno's already on the floor by the time um, Bolly's across, so who knows what would have happened. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Warrell didn't even give him a chance to get to the ball. Yeah, so exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, but you, you've denied him a chance to score, so you have yeah, to go. I see why it's given. Yeah. And I can mm. see why Forest fans may be a little hard done by, but I definitely see why, why it's given. You can't argue too much with that, but you can also say mm, maybe Bolly was coming across, but you never, you'll never know, innit? Sort of like yeah. the Van Dyke, Van Dyke one um, for Liverpool. That was mm. a bit more obvious, but um, yeah. And yeah, that, that one, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think you had to go, and then from that resulting free kick because outside the box, Bruno again. You know, clearly thinking about what, what what they discussed, what they planned at the training ground. Tried to play a, a, a like reverse pass to Dallow, but Dallow was it sharp to it? Sleeping. Whose fault do you think that is? Do you think that's Bruno's fault for not communicating with Dallow, or Dallow's fault for not being? It's a bit of both, actually. I if, if you're gonna work that routine, I, I feel like everyone should everyone should probably page, know right? what's yeah. <laughs> because um, yeah, if, if, if everyone expects you to shoot and you're gonna get and then you're gonna cut it back. Yeah, I think maybe maybe Dallow was thinking to get onto the um, second ball spill from the keeper because that well, that is what Bruno was doing all game. Yeah, every, every, everyone was expecting him to shoot. Like yeah, yeah, and that was and that is what he'd been doing all game, testing the keeper out, testing his um, parries and stuff. So everyone expects him to shoot. Maybe Dallow should be um, a, a bit more on his on his toes, but I'm not going to fault Dallow for that or, or Bruno. Really good idea, and let's just maybe let your players know what you're about to do. I feel that, like if you have like a routine, like there should yeah. be at least some signal you could give to like yeah, yeah, yeah. alert. So maybe it wasn't routine. in the routine. Yeah. It's just Bruno being clever and trying to think on his feet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You're not mad about it. Maybe if we don't go on to win the game, it's it's a little bit more. Um, oh well, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, if if you know, as you say, Bruno doesn't get the pen, which we'll discuss, and or if we don't get the pen and Bruno doesn't score it, then yeah, it's a it's a big deal. They, yeah, they should have a signal, whether it's the numbers whether they say something Portuguese to each other, whatever, there should be something 
that they, they can speak on the pitch. Um, but it didn't matter because um, that boy, Marcus Rashford, again, we're talking about his one-on-ones. He got in another one-on-one with Danilo. I think it's Danilo. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. And um, again, what, what, Reed, what did you think about the penalty decision? Some, some people have said it's a bit soft. And before I, I feel like that's an obvious penalty. Like, listen, yeah, this is what happened. Rashford has done the same thing he's done to Aurier. He's slowed him down. He's, he's exploded past him, right? Danilo's mm. gone. He's, he's reached for the ball. By the time he's reached for the ball, he's realized that Rashford's already gone. He's tried to pull out of the challenge, but he's planted his leg down and his thigh has um, connected with Rashford's thigh and knocked him to the floor. It's a penalty. It's a foul. Like, you know what mm. I mean? Like, if, if you don't want to give away a penalty, don't make the challenge. He's made the challenge. Like, <laughs> it's too late. Rashford's gone past you. You've made contact with him. It's a foul. It's a stonewall penalty. I don't even know why there's been another weekend of inquisition into... Into, into a United decision, Russia or uh, uh, United have the refs in their pockets and rah, 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 rah. Like, it's like we should not get a penalty for anything anymore. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we don't. We don't really get... We don't, in it. Like, we, we literally got, we literally didn't get given two Stonewall penalties last weekend. Yeah. And so, no one cared. I think that's a... I think, I think that was a blatant penalty as well. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I haven't really... I haven't commented on it on the timeline at all. I haven't really spoken about it in um with any of my friends in any other group chats. I just... I think it's a penalty and I don't know why we're even discussing it. Martin Keown's probably upset because Arsenal drew 2-2 and they haven't won their game. I, I really don't know. I really don't know what the big, like Reem says, the, the, the detail that everybody's going into some of the decisions that United get at the moment, like the red card, to, like the red card um, earlier on in the game, like the penalty that Rush got last, um, game against Wolves, the um, Onana thing. Onana, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think, I think at the moment, I, I don't. We're playing badly. Like you don't, you don't, you don't need to um, engineer things. You can just talk about how bad we look for the most part. You don't need to talk about decisions that are, are, are for me, clear cut, or ones you can understand why the referee may have been given. There's decisions that have gone on in um, games up and down the country over the last three game weeks. Not that has been, been dubious, about. dubious, and they've not been spoken about in the light that um they've been spoken about, especially with the, the Rashford one. I'm quite surprised. About, I'm not surprised, but I'm quite surprised that we're even um we're even having to touch on it. But I think most United fans are just sort of ignoring it. So like we can all see that it's a pen. Yeah, it was it was great play from Rashford. He won a penalty. Yeah. Great, great penalty from Bruno. And I think at that point we've been on top for so long. We we deserve to get back into the game. Mm. Yeah, I think you're, I think um after obviously we go um two two, some of our football really started to click. Yeah, I think that that's the um, phase. There were some patterns of play that you could that you probably didn't see outside of the first twenty five. Well, twenty five minutes against Spurs in the first half, you didn't see you haven't seen much of that um in the in the three games. So you can see you can see there is some football there, and it's just getting it all to click at the moment. Coming back from a long preseason, players being out and whatever, but there was definitely some good football against um, Forest. Some encouraging, encouraging moments, especially after going um, two 0 down and then drawing it back to two two. So the boys, the boys did really well in that. Yeah, sense. I think yeah. in my rewatch from minute ten, I'd say to like minute seventy to minute eighty, yeah, we 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 absolutely dominated that game. They had one. They had they had an opportunity in the they had one opportunity at the end of the first half where um Brendan Johnson's kind of like 
breeze past Ericsson and Dallow and he's cut it back for um Gibbs White and Awani's like blocked it from going in. And then they mm. had another opportunity right yeah. in the second half where Gibbs White has spun Lisandro and he's like, I think I think he's tried to cut it back and then Dallow's made like a last minute interception that's kind of like saved the goal. Other than that, one way traffic. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think um, Forrest did much in a way. I think they had probably had one chance in the second half, a great chance. But other than that, I don't, I don't think United gave them much. I think it was much about United trying to find their rhythm and trying to find ways to unlock Forrest at the moment, where we're not playing well. Players don't look other, other than obviously our best players in Bruno and Rush. They don't quite look as confident as you can say moments last season. So yeah. But it was it if it was um probably our best our best game. <laughs> if you can believe that. It's, it's it's a it's a low bar, but yeah, we, we had eighteen sixty six percent possession, eighteen shots of which nine were on target, uh compared to their four on target. So we, we did come obviously we responded well, but obviously it's it's not a good look starting a game that slow. And we definitely can't start the game that slow on Sunday away to Arsenal. Um, I do want to, um, obviously, sorry. Reams, no, go on, go on, go on. Reams did speak on it. I do want to talk about um, the last sort of probably 10, 15 minutes of that game. How poorly mm. we managed it. Horrible. Yeah. I'd, I'd, down to 10 men and we're, we're on, 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 the, on the ropes for that long. And then... We were uh, hanging on. Yeah, hanging on, and then the decision making from some of the players is a bit iffy. I mean, Bruno made a, a terrible decision at three to just take it into the corner flag, bro. And although that the option there were there was a better option, Rush on the left, he went for the wrong option of the two that he had. Just take it into the corner flag, bro. I think we made some horrible choices um, from some of the lads when we was three two up, and that was it was actually it was a huge win. We needed that, so. Um, yeah, poorly managed. Um, I think that 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 kind of shows how how important it is to just be able to get guys on the board that's able to just yeah keep hold of the it. ball. Like We're, a lot of really our players could only really play at like one tempo. Like Casemiro is always trying to speed it up. Bruno is yeah. always trying to speed it up. Rashford is always yeah. trying to speed it up. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, there's no. That's, why, that's, that's when I could hear some of the criticisms that guys label towards Rashford and and Bruno mm. in terms of like just the way they play. Um full throttle yeah and it, and it, and it, and you're way more likely to turn over the ball when you play the way they play but like yeah. at the end of the day they're the ones that's creating chances and they're the ones that's scoring goals so 100 yeah. percent. there's yeah. only so yeah. much you can really say i really that's i appreciate rashford on um on the weekend actually he did a lot he did a lot of good things back out on the left do, doing what he does i think um fans have been on his back quite a bit <sighs> As, as I think they're going to be all season long, really. I don't think there's anything he's going to be able to do at this point without playing fantastically well from minute one to 90 and scoring three goals every game. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be anything he can do to... Yeah, I mean, play. if you don't rate Rashford by now, then I don't think... Yeah, I don't, as no. the, the, like you can have things in this game that you probably you, you'd want to improve, but... The way fans talk about him at this point, I think it's just gonna, it's just going to be something you have to sort of accept. Especially when you look at like the first couple of games, Rashford's already come out and said his best position is on the left. We all know his best position is on the left, and he's our best player on the left, and he's our he's our best player in totality. Like so, 
him playing on the left, that is where he needs to be. So you seeing him now up front in a poor United side, like, and then building this case that oh look at Rashford. Like I'm saying, bro, like it's like man, like obviously Rashford played good and on on the weekend, a man will be like, oh yeah, cool, but he won't do that when it's like a big game. And I'm like, bro, he's been our big, our best big game player like his entire exactly. career here. Mm. Like, what are we even like? Some of these arguments, you're just like, bro, like there's no yeah. point anymore, bro. There's no point. I think, I yeah. think you're not, I think fans aren't willing to be wrong on Rash, so they're always going to be right. They're all, there's always yeah, going to be it's confirmation bias, like, yeah, like, yeah broken clock, in it, broken clock. Yeah, so for yeah. him, I think he's just going to have to keep doing what he's doing. If he can build on that forest performance and get some goals in his game again. Because I do think he's he's trying hard to get his goals. There was a, um, a point in the game where he probably should have squared it and he's taken a shot. I think he just wants to get that first goal under him and then he can sort of just relax a little bit. Once he gets that first goal, I think he'll be fine. As long as he stays on the left. As long as the manager plays his best player in his best position. Which is hard to do when you've got others in the squad not doing their job. Uh, obviously, I don't know if you guys touched on Martial's overall performance, but... My word, that was such a nothing performance from him. Yeah. He didn't do anything bad or anything good. Anything it was, good it was literally just nothing. Yeah, he was, mm. he was just a num- just on the pitch, and for me, that that's the worst performance you can have. The worst performance you can have. There was a couple occasions where, like, he if he was a little bit more proactive in his movement, or if he could even move yeah. a little bit quicker, like he could have had us had himself a chance. Like, yeah, he, he looks like he can't sprint anymore, and even when he like could run, like he was never the most instinctive box striker in the first place so yeah, yeah exactly. at, at this moment he's he's other than like maybe like being able to like hold it up with his back to go at times and just like be like a like a someone you could put the ball up to and like combine with Rashford or whatever he's not, he's not giving us much nah I think yeah I think that that for him the writing's on the wall I'd... we've been on the wall for a little while man that ink is dry now we need to <laughs> we need to get our um I'll strike fit again and get him on the pitch, and then um, I think loads loads will transfer. Some he's of back in training me. now, so Rasmus uh, is he back in training? I heard he's yeah. not available until we're looking after international break now. Nah, Ten Ten Hag said he should be in the squad for Arsenal. Oh, is it? Well, that that's yeah. fantastic news. I, I don't really um, I'm not really to. I'm not really. I've, the lad's gonna come in, and he, there's not much. I don't think there's much he's gonna be able to do. In this side versus Arsenal at the Emirates, but yeah, in his know, first game back for he hasn't yeah. played in a while. I'm not yeah. expecting, to, yeah, yeah. So but the, after the international good. break, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely, it'd be good to get a striker, a striker in who, who's an actual player who can move. Do you know what I mean? Just simple things who can move. At the moment, Martial's body is just telling telling him you can't. There's nothing you can do, bro. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. If you move right now, another Gosh, injury. He's just trying. Yeah. He's just trying to stay fit. Like his body's moving <laughs> differently. He does. It, for me, you know, the interesting thing is that psychologically, for him now, he probably feels I want to do this, but your your body just can't. He's just he knows if he does the action, he's gonna get an injury that he's had from that same action earlier on in last season. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. For him, it's just now he's about playing through. But staying on the pitch sees the performance that we had against Forest. No risk at all. No risk to the body, no nothing. So I, well, it is his first game back after how long? But I, I don't, I don't see him being able to have a, a yard more or being able to, um, like Reem said, move in and around the box instinctively. I just think, yeah, um, he's pretty much done. Especially if, um, am I saying this like Hoyland? Yeah, 
Yeah. Especially if he can hit the ground running, I think it's curtains for him in the starting eleven. Well, he, he must have been bought to start. Obviously, he's 72 million or whatever. I know it's that's my, my thing is start. 72. He, he's been bought in to start, but there's not there's is for me, he's an unknown entity. I don't know if he's good. Mm. Like, mm. I haven't watched him play, so I can only say if this if he can come in and perform. If he doesn't perform, then I don't know if Tenard's gonna keep thrusting a young man into into the limelight throughout the whole season and whether he's going to try and rotate him and just give him space to breathe and um, improve as the season goes on. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, if if it all clicks for um, the young man, then you you won't really see Marshall and start 11. This is like Carabao Cup games, something like that. What a fall from grace, man. I remember his first game when... Who, who did he skin up for li- against Liverpool, man? Martin Skrull. Martin Skrull, man. Jeez, man. We had a player. We had a real, real player, bro. He really was electric, man. Yeah, really... we had a player, man. Uh, sad, sad that ended. Oh, oh man. We thought. Oh, anyways, anyways. But we, we, we take, uh, we take our current Marshall. We take uh, Hoyland, and we go to the Emirates this Sunday away from home. Arsenal coming off a, a late two-two draw at home to Fulham. We coming off our slow starts. Arsenal also having slow starts. Fulham scored in the first minute. What, what, what? How do you guys see that game going? Uh, if Arteta takes his life seriously and plays anything resembling of last season, I think we're in trouble. Just because I just just because I don't think you can just switch it on like that for us. I think our thing is now. So we've got a lot of injuries. There's a lot to work out, and going away home to going away from home to the second best team in the league, it's probably not where we want to be right now with so many injuries and so much to figure out in the lineup and where everyone's going to be and who we're actually going to have on the pitch. Where we're going to have any new signings? So uh, yeah, it's not it's not a trip you want to make. Um, I fear I fear for us if if Arsenal play their normal how their normal eleven. So that isn't party at right. I don't, I don't, I really don't see Partey at right back versus Rashford. I don't see it. I think he's going to go back into midfield, and you probably see a Ben White and just a more, um, a more Arsenal-like team from last season. If that happens, I think we may get a goal, maybe two, but ultimately we lo- we we lose that game. I don't see us getting much on that game just because they're just. Although the Forest performance was encouraging, there just isn't. It's just it's just come too early for us to go away to the Emirates and um, expect a result. Unless Arteta does us a favour and plays Partey at right back and continues to play how he's and plays Havertz and plays all of these other players that he's been playing in his first three games, I don't see. I, I don't see much other than that. Reem, do, do you have any different stance or do you, do you agree with Rodney there? Yeah, I feel like if we rock up to Arsenal with the same midfield that we came against Forest with Casemiro defending on an island with Ericsson and Bruno to help him out, it's not going to be good, you know. <laughs> Varane came off injured at halftime, that's not ideal, like, you know what I mean? Mm. We're going to have Martial going up against potentially Gabriel and Saliba, that's going to be a mismatch. Like, it's really just going to be Bruno and Rashford go burr. But if we could yeah. get in, I don't know if we could get in like another midfielder. If we could say, if we could get in like an Amrabat, and I'm usually, if you're a team that's supposed to be like the protagonist of games and stuff like that, like I'm usually against like playing two defensive midfield players in the same team. But I guess against Arsenal, the Emirates are going to dominate the ball and what have you. 
they they got dynamic wing players and what have you. If we got like Amrabat in, like I wouldn't be against us playing him and Casemiro in midfield, trying to stifle their midfield and their creativity from midfield, and just letting Bruno play as a number ten and just try to create something out of nothing with him and Rashford or whatever. But Arsenal haven't been great. Um, they're having some teething problems at the moment, obviously with like um Partey at rap. So they've tried, they basically flipped the dynamic that they had last year, where like. Zinchenko was playing left back and he was inverting in midfield. Partey's basically doing that now. And obviously they've replaced Jacko with Havertz. So they're having a few balance problems at, at the moment with guys trying to figure some new stuff out. So it might not be the worst time for us to play Arsenal right now, but they are more likely to figure things out by next week than we are. So no, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. So it could, and like, Bro, like I feel like at any given moment we 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 could be we could be a hammering. We're a hammer we're a hammering waiting to happen. We could have got we could have got hammered against um Forest. We went down two though after after five minutes. Luckily, like they, they were happy with the result and decided to set up shop and let us gain back control of the game. But even against Tottenham, first half we were good, but even in the second half, bro, there was goals there for Tottenham, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not very confident going into this game. But like, you know, bro, like when you have when you play against a team like Arsenal who push their 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 defensive line all the way up on the halfway line and you have guys like Rashford and maybe Hoyland as well, you always have a chance. So what what are we putting any scores towards that? Well, yesterday on the main pod I said two one to Arsenal. So yeah, that's my prediction. Rodney, what are you saying? Yeah, I think I think uh two one Arsenal is a um is a fair enough is a fair enough prediction to be honest with you. I just I don't I don't and I don't see it. it. If we play like um Reem said, we bring in um Amrabat and we got um Casemiro and Amrabat, yeah, we look a, we look a bit more solid, but even if we had a, um a good function in midfield, I still think there's a possibility we lose that game. Um yeah, to two one Arsenal's fair, but You wouldn't be surprised if it was four one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I don't. There isn't a realm really at the moment that I, I see. I see a United win. I don't know who's who's playing at left back. If it's going to be Dallo or we're going to have Cucurella or this guy or or Marcus Alonso, bro. My head is rattled with all of these options, but <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be any of those three guys. I don't know what the midfield is going to look like. The only certainty I have right now is that Bruno and Rash are going to be important. And Aaron Bissaka is going to have a good game. Those are the those are the only certainties that I have at this minute. Everything else is up in the air. And like Reem said, Arsenal also have some teaming issues. But that, like I said before, Reem spoke. I think they're if they just scrap what they're trying to figure out and go back to what they had last season, I think our, our poor away record continues from last season. Which uh, I'm not really I'm not going to be mad if we lose away to the second best team in the league. At this minute, the way that we're playing, I'm, I'm not mad at that. I think after this game, we have to start building on our performances and then the results will come. But yeah, this game's come a little bit too early for us. So 2-1 Arsenal is, is fair for me. 2-1. Oh, I'm going to be a bit bolder than you two. I'm going to say 2-2. Okay, well, I Arsenal's think... been shipping Arsenal's been shipping goals at the Emirates like, yeah, it's like not, anything. So That's not that's not the worst prediction, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I don't see us sort of, even if we took the lead early doors, I still think they'll claw it back. 
and it'll be tight, like and stuff like that. I, I just think that we're yeah, in a worse situation than they are, but I don't think they're totally out of because because obviously Arteta's trying to do this creative stuff, but. I'm just hoping we can rise it. That, that's basically all it is. I'm just hoping... It's the hope that, that kills, brother. I went into yeah. every away game last season with your exact thinking and they fucking shattered <laughs> my hope. Every away... I don't think... I can't remember an away performance that they didn't, to be honest with you. There was probably one or two in there. But every time I was in the chat, oh, you man ain't got no balls, man. What's wrong with you? Oh, so defeated. <laughs> and we got slapped. Time and time again. I'm not doing it this season. I'm not. Until they show me something. Even at home, they haven't shown me something this season. So if you can't show me something at home and your away record is as it is, I can't back you. I'm sorry. I'm not. You're embarrassing me in front of my friends. It's not happening again. Hey. It's not happening again. It's not. Because then I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you did, and then everyone's gonna be, everyone's gonna use me as their as their coping mechanism. Oh, what are you talking about? You said it's gonna and that's that. I'm gonna get all. I'm gonna get all the frustration instead of the team and Eric Tanhag. So yeah, for me, I'm gonna go with my head, and it's definite. It's a definite loss. Oh, I, I well, I, I, well, I hope I'm right. You know, you know. The, I hope. The, I hope you're the, right too. I'll take a point, gladly. So yeah, because obviously after we ship two at Tottenham, we can't. You can't have a case where it's like we can we're we're good at Old Trafford, got unbeaten record, but then away from home we just slippity slide, man. Because that that's not top four form. That is not top four. Well, we form. got away with it last season, but mm. getting away with it for another season with um, Chelsea look like they're going to be able to resemble yeah. something of a football team. Liverpool look like they're going to be doing the same. So I yeah, we're, we're going to need to pick up a, f- a few more points. I'm looking be... not too bad, so you know, you know, you know. I mean, obviously, Newcastle on the free now. I can't, so... you know, I'm, it's too early for me to speak on speak on Spurs. I think a lot of their uh, their midfield is is nice. It's very very balanced in Basuma and Saar, and then the, you've got Madison. But it only takes one of those three to go down, and then they probably look shit again. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too happy about Spurs. But if they're there, then yeah, again, another team we have got to contend with. So we'd have to pick up a few away points. Time, the be- beautiful thing, time will tell. Um, but we're going to speak about the transfer window real quick. It shuts 11 p.m. English time on Friday, the 1st of September. Um, United appear to be in the market for a left-back. Luke Shaw's looking to be injured for potentially up to two months. No, nah, um, can't, that, can't That's the worst case I'm hearing. Obviously, they've not actually said what the diagnosis is. I heard muscular problem. I've not heard... For me... Anything. For you know, no, probably the he, best case. Oh, yeah, he's, def- he's, he's definitely out. He's, he's definitely out for a while. Yeah, because you've given a diagnosis. I've just heard muscular injury. That's what I've heard. But again, the fact that the the, the market movements is letting me know that it's not because oh. um, you don't sign a left back for a whole season. I even saw Marcus Alonso looking at a two year contract. Which, oh, is to me, which is bizarre to me. Which is bizarre to me. But anyway, you, I don't think you sign a left back on a season long loan for a player who's out for up to two months. I think it's much longer for Luke Shaw, and they're probably just um, trying to keep it under wraps until they can get in a left back. Because obviously, if it looks like they're very desperate for a left back, it then becomes harder to maneuver in the market, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to be trying to get Cucurella from Chelsea, mm-hmm. who are notoriously good at selling or even letting their players go on loan. So I think Shaw is probably best case two months. Hot damn. 
hot damn. Because I would have thought Cucurella would have been the best, you know, get him on loan. Clearly, he's falling down the pecking order at Chelsea. He's the best option, but if he's if, if we're looking at the Chelsea... I'd honestly just rather stick with what we have than get Cucurella. Yeah, yeah. Really real. Yeah, but if we are going to go in the market and the names that I saw, he's probably the better the the, the better option. But I'd rather I'd rather stick with um Dallo and I think the young man that everyone's speaking about is going on loan. Alvaro Fernandez is he going on loan, right? Well, um, I guess they'll see how the left back thing plays out, and if 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 not, then they'll probably keep him around. But like, yeah, bro, him and Dallo, and if worse comes to worse, you could play Lisandro Martinez there. Like, you know yeah. what I mean, like. Left fullback is a position you can like maneuver around a bit more than like a striker or say like a center mid. Like, I'd mm. rather stick it out what we have than dip into the market and get someone useless. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's what we tried to do last year with the striker and the midfield situation, and we ended up yeah bringing in two bums. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I totally agree. You're looking at the names aside from the is it the Brentford Newton? Um, we Henry. we got Henry, which is not Rico happening. Henry. Aside from him. I've not liked the names. Ryan Bertrand, Marco, Marco, Alonso, Marcos Alonso, and Cucurella. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Those it's it's not at the moment. I don't think that is it. Those are um, reports that you can rubbish because Eric Tanhag's ID for um, players at this minute is very, very questionable. So it would not. I've even seen links to um, Hoiberg that have come out in the last hour. That's wild. What? What? He's, worked, he's actually uh, well. He's worked with um, Hoiberg before, so you. Right. you tell me. Well, where you tell is, me. is 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 Mar- is uh, out injured for a long yeah. time? Was yeah, but none. Yeah. That that's a mystery as well because none of us know what the hell's wrong with him either. He's yeah, out. No, we've not been given a timeline on him. I just heard he's out. That was it. Damn, they they they're good at confidentiality, boy. They they don't tell. They don't snitch on their diagnoses at all. They, everyone everyone's keeping everything. I don't think they know what's going on. I think Mount is the only player recently. Even like um, our striker, not not much. The timeline wasn't really given him. It was or maybe Arsenal. Then after instance, there was nothing really concrete on him. Only, only probably Mount has come mm. up. Like, yeah, four to six weeks. Boom, he's out. And um, yeah, yeah. Look, look at the um, the statement they put out on Mano. Yeah, like Mano and Amar, they're like, like they're like they're both gonna miss the first part of the season. Like, what does that mean? Like, yeah, what, what does that, that mean? That could be until January. That could be like the first month. Like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. There's not like they're not really being clear on anything. And and speaking on transfers and where we're at and Mano, I think his I think his brilliance in preseason and how much Ten Hag loves him has fucked us. That's as why as wildly cover. as pause as wildly as that sounds. It's really left us in in a position, man, because I don't think he wants to. I don't think he wants to um, block his pathway as such for when he comes mm-hmm. back from injury. So he doesn't want to sign another player that it looks like. I think maybe now he he'll be forced to looking at how things have panned out. But yeah, I think Mano's injury and how long he's going to be out for has really changed how we were going to move or how Eric Tanhag wanted to move in the market. So yeah. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. it's not, it's, no, I think, yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, he was the bright spark in preseason when we were out in the States and, yeah, and... Yeah, I feel like he was, a dif- he, he was the difference. He was the difference in how we move in the market and how we, we've played in the first three games. Yeah, as soon as he got injured, like, like the, the quality of a football kind of just dropped off because we was good in preseason before he got injured. Like, we was good against Arsenal. We was good against Leon Leeds. And since then, like, it's like we haven't put together a good performance since, so... Yeah. I think I think, I think he re- 
I think it was really telling as well in the Real Madrid game that he started with Casemiro, Mano and Mount and pushed Bruno out wide because he, he, he wanted to see how Mano looks in his first team. And he, of course, and he also wanted to see how he matches up against a, a team of the quality of Real Madrid. So mm. I think that's a major, like, other of, of, of young players like Hannibal, Dangor, even Ahmad, Alvaro, like, they, they didn't really get minutes with the first unit. But Mano yeah. did. So... I think that's really telling as well. Like his injuries kind of maybe scuppered his plans a little bit. And on like what Rodney said, he's not desperate for another midfielder. Like we, us as fans, we're desperate for another midfielder right now because we need a midfielder right now. But in Ten Hag's mind, is probably thinking Mano's coming back. And when he comes back, he's going to be one of the solutions to this midfield problem. Yeah, that, that, that's my thinking on, on the situation. And I think the timeline on him needs to be a bit more clearer for fans then. <laughs> I want to know when he's coming back and when and when things are gonna look a bit better. Because if it, if he's if he's the difference between a balanced midfield, a cohesive midfield, then I need to know when this youth man is gonna be back. Based on what based on what things have said, I, in my mind, I have it around October. Yeah, I think do you know what? I think October is manageable. I think we can go up against quite a few sides and probably get away with get away with all the uh, doesn't look like it in the first three games. Although we if, got we get, if we get Amrabat in, I think we could do that. Yeah, I, I I saw today that the the um reports of how close he is or how interested United are are overstated. Whether that's United trying to keep the price at what it is, I think twenty one point five million is what what I'm seeing, which is what from Florentino because he's only got a year left on these deals, isn't it? So. It, they can't be charging stupid, yeah. stupid. I think I think they're resigned to him going. I think they they kind of want the money rather than 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 him staying. If he does, if if it's not United, it will be somewhere else. So yeah, well, Galatasaray well. look like Galatasaray look like they're throwing their hat in the ring. So um, if he doesn't leave for United, then it probably will be somewhere else. Yeah, obviously there's talks of like McTominay going away, grabbing Burr from. That is well, mind-boggling. Yeah, sure I, but you know what? I, I, I feel like if you, I would, I wouldn't be against the Gravenberg signing if we didn't already sign Mason Mount. You think mm. they're similar? Yeah. Well, in essentially, what they will be tasked to do is the same role. They, they're going to fit this. They're going to serve the same purpose. Maybe Gravenberg could do it better than Mount can, but we spent sixty million on Mount. So, like, oh, oh, is the. Are, uh, is he out on the Mount project already? If if so, it's <laughs> embarrassing. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm all for him being out on the Mount the the Mount project. I didn't understand it beforehand. I I don't think it works now. I don't think it's going to work in the future. So if if he's wrapping it up early uh, this early on, good for him, man. But but yeah, I I doubt I I doubt I doubt he is. And whether um those links are true to form is is yet to be seen. I think at this point we're at that stage in the window as we usually are where fans probably take anyone. Yeah. Just give them something. And we always get to this stage in most windows. Just give us something. Hey, at the, at the back end of January, I would have taken Memphis, I would have taken Zaniolo, I would have taken... Look, look at that. Yeah. I, would have taken a, I would have taken a Bubacar, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <A> Bubacar. <laughs> and I was like, bring, bring me Chupo Moten, I would have taken him. <laughs> hey. we, always get, we, always, we always get to that stage in the chat, more often than not, where we just take... We take anything, man. I think when the transfer window, we, we sign Veghorst, we were looking at how that could be a positive, positive signing, 
and that was just because we'd got yeah, to the man. point where yo just bring someone in and I think we're at that point again it's sad because at the start of the window it didn't feel like that it didn't look like that I didn't think it we'd gonna we would be where we were or where sorry where we are it felt very very positive even with even with the mount signing I guess that's because I hadn't really seen much of the um midfield that he was in pe- playing out but it didn't feel how it feels now and um, well, a lot of injuries yeah, that that's, that changes the game. Injuries, like you have a full squad, you're thinking, oh, we're nice. Then one or two injuries, particularly if you get in the same position. They're key injuries as well. They're yeah. like, like Luke Shaw now brings our um, technical floor down by about what thirty three percent. So bloody hell, it's looking sticky. But let let's get into some listeners' questions. Let's see if the listeners share some of our concerns and their questions. Um, Sorry, we didn't. We didn't touch. I, I really need us to touch on the Harry Harry Maguire thing because. It has, oh, um, he going to West Ham. Him not going to West Ham. All right, let's talk about it. What what you gotta say? Would you? Obviously, he's our fourth choice centre back. He's clearly behind Lindelof. Is the one that came on on Saturday uh, when Varane got taken off, and I think and the back in the last season it was also the same. Lissandro and Varane will start if there's an injury to either one of them. Lindelof was the one that would come in. So he's clearly the fourth choice centre-back. He had the captaincy captaincy removed from him. He's on big money. Clearly West Ham want him, but West Ham aren't going to make up the difference in wages. So he's like, all right, well, I'll stay put. Are you? Can anyone be mad at him for staying put? No, see, my thing is, and I, I feel like Reams has mir- mirrored it. Bro, if you want to stay and cut your, cut your checks, that's cool. I can't fault you for it. Yeah, I thought you had a bit more ambition than that but I'm not going to fault you for it bro United gave you that contract that's your contract if you want to sit there see it out if you don't want to play in the England team if you don't want to play football for a season that's on you bro do you collect your money I'm I'm never mad mad at a man that's going to collect his money that's United's fault United have put themselves in a position where they need to sell to buy they put themselves in a position where they've given Maguire a contract that they no longer want to see out happy to but probably they secretly they'd rather get rid my thing is the latest rumours, that reflects poorly on Maguire. Now you're willing to accept a loan deal going to West Ham. For me, now you're taking a piss because now you want to collect your checks but do that somewhere else. And we've got an injury to Varane, so we're down, and Luke Shaw. I don't know how serious Varane is, but we got two injuries to our centre-back options and now you want to cut on loan. Would not you know? You want to earn your same salary. United get no transfer free. Transfer free four days before the window closes. You want to cut that. That now, if fans have an opinion of you that is negative, to put it nicely, I can't defend you, bro, because I feel you're taking a piss. But he's gonna, he's gonna ask himself a bit, like what what you know? I was the ca- I was the captain. You've taken that from me. I'm now that was first choice when I oh, came bro, that, down. That happened. Choice. He's that gonna happens. think like, why, why why should I be loyal? That happened. Then you had an opportunity to go, bro. You had an opportunity to go on a permanent deal, and you didn't want to go. Mm. But now you want to go on loan because you want to cut your check at the same price. So tell West Ham, yo, up my weekly, and pay the transfer fee. And then go, bro. United aren't blocking your way, but you doing things where it doesn't it, it doesn't impact us positively. Like there's no 
gain from us letting you go out on loan at this minute in time now. No financial gain. It's too. It's probably too late. Too late in the window to to get in another centre back that we'd we'd want because other clubs now feel like it's too late in the window for themselves. There's no transfer fee. We pro- we're probably going to play a portion of your wages. For me, there's not that. It, for me, you made your bed with that decision not to go to West Ham. You wanted your. You wanted a payout. Fair enough. You didn't get it. You have to stay now. That's that, bro. So you think you should just hold it? And... I, I, I'm hoping United say to him, nah, it's not happening, bro. You had your you had your chance and you was talking about, you want, I'm seeing loads of things. You might want 6 million, 15 million. Yeah, nah, you're staying. Now you want to go out on loan where we probably have to pay a portion of it. And we've only got three recognised centre-backs, is it, if Ran is injured. That is Lindelof, Martinez and fucking Johnny Evans. Is that correct? Mm. Yeah, nah. I, I'm not for. I'm not for it. I was. De- I was defending his, not his decision, but I was defending those who were very critical of, of um, of the decision to stay. But I, I, I can't defend him now. Open to going out on loan. I can't. I can't defend that man. And that's Reams, my on it. Reams, any, 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 do you, any different opinion? Or are you, you straight with that as well, man? Are you like, nah, this, this guy's trying to play us. Ooh, uh, Maguire. Yeah, he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. Obviously, he was turning his nose up at West Ham before the season started. Season started now. West Ham are playing really well. All of a sudden, he's interested to move to West Ham now because he ain't seeing no minutes at United. And it's, it's dawned on him he's not seeing no minutes. But obviously, if he goes out on loan, then he still gets his United wages and he gets the West Ham playing time and he can still stay in the England squad and what have you. It's like, cool. You know what? At this point, if I knew him going out meant we could get another centre back in, I, I I'd be open to the loan. But like it would have to be on like we'd have to get a good loan fee, like a five million. West Ham would have to cover all his wages, and it would have to be an obligation, not an option to buy at the end, like an obligation. If he meets certain standards, like if he pays fifteen games or something like that, West Ham have to buy him at the end at, at the end of the season for thirty million. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. at this point, I feel like. <sighs> Uh, he's our fourth choice centre back, isn't it? Like, if he stays, I'm not that fast. But like, him, 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 jo- him, him drawing this out is just taking a piss. Because if he left at the start of the window, we probably could have got Kim Min Jai. You know what I mean? Like, we missed out on that. So he had the opportunity to go to West Ham a few weeks ago. He 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 tanked that deal because he wanted United to pay him whatever money he felt like he was entitled to. So he just needs to make up his mind, really. That, that I just I just want a conclusion to this. So stay stay or go, but no loan. I'm I, I'm not against the loan. I know guys are upset at the loan, but like I said, if 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 the loan is the conditions I stipulated, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, if it, if yeah. it is what you said, it is. I'll, an obligation I'll, I'll to buy it. at the end. Yeah, yeah. I I would take that. Okay. At least there's get someone in. Obviously, we need to get someone in. If um, because like I said, numerous times, I dare someone to find me a better fourth option. Dem Maguire in the league. There's it's not it, many. It, you it's ain't going to fourth option. It, as fourth options go, that's as best as you're gonna get. Well, what what City had. got? City got Stones. They got Diaz. They got Garvey. Okay. Apart, from, okay. apart from City, apart from City, apart from yeah. City, you're struggle. You're gonna struggle to find a fourth option as good as as Maguire. So so yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not mad if he stays, but I I don't like the idea of a loan unless of course. 
it is under the conditions that yeah. brings that yeah yeah obligation to buy which, yeah, no, I'm, which I'm, da- I'm totally down for because that I think if he goes West Ham he's definitely going to play 15 games or something or he's definitely going to meet any any um, conditions that trigger an obligation so yeah I'm for sure it, yeah, he'll be there he'll be next be season Ogbonna and who's the other guy they signed a new centre back yeah the guy played number 27 for West Ham oh. They head. still got. Um, they, they, they signed. They signed a Greek. A Greek kid. He used to play for Arsenal. Mavropan, Mavropanos. Oh, oh yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. And they still got Kurt Zuma, right? Yeah, yeah. Zuma's captain, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he. I think he does well at, at West Ham. They got a, a neat little project. Yeah, yeah. So I think he probably looked at their first three games and thought, mm, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let let him go, man. Let him go. I, for me. I don't care if he goes or stays. I just it, it can't be at the detriment to the team though. At this point in the window, so okay. like we said, those conditions are perfect for United. If that's the case, you like you like to think uh, that they would put that in. You like you'd like to think, but let's let's see. Time will tell. This is United, mate. What else are in there? But listeners' questions. Uh, quite thank you for sending these in, man. We've got quite a few to. I'll pick the. The best, and all of them are good, but pick the ones that we've not covered. At least we're covering new ground. Bank of you, Smith. Uh, he sent in a few, but the one I like the most, considering our ins and outs and players who we wanted in and out. Is this the worst window we have had post Fergie? No, definitely not. Hell definitely no. not. What, what, window, uh, what, what window would you say is the worst? I've got a list of... The first ones. one on the Moyes was terrible. Oof. 2018-19, after we oh, finished second, was terrible. Um, The window where we brought in Don Van Der Beek and Alex Tellez horrible. was terrible. This January was terrible. <laughs> Fred, Fred yeah. and Diego Dalo, 2018-19. Yeah, yeah terrible. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like... um. This window, we brought in Onana, who's one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and yeah. potentially got like one of the best young strikers strikers on the market. So immediately, yeah. you've made two good signings. Potentially, yeah. what's happened? Yeah. What's happened since the Hoyland deal has been quite embarrassing. But like we've we we was the most annoying thing is we've not been able to shift as much deadwood as I I would have hoped. Like mm. Van der Beek is still here, Maguire is still here, um is still here, Marshall's still here. You know what I mean? Mm. Like Yeah. There's still some dead some dead wood that needs to be shifted. I think Donny will go but it will probably be deadline day. Mm. What last uh, minute Everton thing again or yeah, I've not ever I think he's I think Real Sociedad still yeah. won him. I think Real Sociedad will do it. It just has to be very, very late on for them once once they manage to get their conditions met and their team and their financial books and whatever. I do think Donny will go and I'm with Reams, man. I, I really felt McTominay. There was one point McTominay, Donny, Maguire were all going. Legit, yeah. we're all going. We managed to move on Elanga. We managed to move on Henderson, which was good. We managed to move on Tellers, which was great. Eric Bailly is gone. Obviously, we sold Fred. You know what I mean, like. But yeah. it's not. It's not. It's. It's been a. The reason why we have such a bad taste in our mouth about this window is because of how promising it looked. Yeah, it's definitely been way worse. 
definitely been way. This is nowhere near the worst window. There's been bad points of it. And I feel like if we didn't watch United kick a ball, we wouldn't think it is as bad as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, there's definitely been windows that are far worse, far worse than this. You can't buy one of the best goalkeepers, one of the most promising strikers in the world, and say that 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 can recency bias, recency bias. I think I feel, yeah, it's just fans are just frustrated, so it's hard for them to look at look at the window in a positive light. Yeah, more objectively. What yeah. we've got one from Mike's very own. What's what's it gonna take for Eric Ten Hag to give Sancho a chance? He's clearly the best decision maker in our front line, and with Anthony not looking bright until Forest, he's starving out here. So, what can we do to bring in the man from Kennerton? How can we bring him? Who does he replace in our lineup? What should we do to get Sancho done? In? Has Sancho done anything significant in even any of his cameos? Boy. I felt he looked alright against Wolves, but that's me being as a Wolves. I think he had a. a, a I, th- I think he looked alright against Wolves because like yeah. our front line was so bad in that game, like Garnacho and like Garnacho mm. was so bad in that game. Like so, Sancho yeah. came on and he was able to just not lose the ball every time you got it, and yeah, that was enough. Not, nothing, nothing of like Reem says, nothing of significance that makes me think you'd even want to know what he can bring to to the side in the starting capacity. Nothing. I like that. That's that's look, man. It's very simple. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not. He hasn't. Given he just, he just needs to do something. He just needs to do something, man. Yeah, like, he can't. Be. He can't just come on and be neat and tidy, and that's enough for him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's benefiting from the bar being at very low and low for yeah. him. Maybe, maybe seeing him at a false nine like we did in preseason. I, I didn't watch any of those. He, games. he came on against Forest and played there for like half an hour after they took Marshall off. Didn't mm. really do anything. Yeah, so there's there's nothing there for him in the lineup as bad as Anthony is. There's you don't get much better if you start Sancho. To be honest with you, I get that. I get the idea of Sancho excites fans, but what you're actually seeing, what you're actually watching, is mm. different. Is a, is a different story. Like I've seen a few Chelsea fans, um, bigging him up in any potential um deal for Cucurella. Bro, the ideas that you guys have of Sancho at this minute, it's just not there, man. It's not there. What you think he's like? I'm still seeing comps of him at Dortmund. <laughs> in year three, by the way. In, in year yeah, three, yeah, no, that's, comps that's of him at Dortmund. So, yeah, that he's for me at the moment. It's just the idea of Sancho that people are still still clinging to because it can't be anything that they've seen from him in preseason, last season, or even the three games where he's come on as 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 a sub so yeah uh i'll pass on that one and i'll just unfortunately have to stick with um anthony rashford and marshall we're sticking we're not twisting and um last question with that mash guy thank you for sending that this one in which profiles is the squad still missing which profiles is the squad still missing we're missing a winger that could dribble past guys 1v1 consistently. Mm-hmm. We're missing a striker that could occupy centre-backs. And we're missing a central midfielder that's good at retaining possession and is a high-volume passer. Yeah. Jeez. What he said. He had that lock and loaded, man. That, that was... <laughs> because we've been missing these profiles for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, when you really think about it, it's, it's spot on. We haven't had a winger who can get past their man. Do you think Ganacho will be that guy? Obviously, he's still young. He's still working. Do you know the games that I've watched him start? 
the games that I've watched Ganacho start, I feel like if you're going to rely on him for a whole season, it's, it's, it's a tall, tall, tall order for him. Very tall order for him to go a whole season. But And how can he? Rash is our best player in his position. Mm. So, so yeah. So, it'll be, it'll be a bit part. He'll be starving. For so, we ain't had that. And the midfielder thing, no one needs us to expand on that. Like, no, everyone well, knows well, we haven't yeah. had that in however long. So, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Labil. Hey, man, let me not look back too much. Anyways, it is what it is. It is what it is. But, yeah, that's what uh, Eric Ten Hag and the, the powers that be at United should be focusing their attention on the, the three areas that Reams have identified. But I think that's enough for one episode for this week. Um, obviously, we go to the Emirates on Sunday. Obviously, I'm hoping for 2-2. These guys have consigned themselves to a two-one loss, but we'll see. That's what... mad. The, the 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 most hopeful you can be is a two-two draw. You might as what? well go for the loss, bro. Nah, nah, nah. I, I think I think it'll be a score draw. I think it'll be an exciting game. Like it could have been, it should have been a score draw last season, but then we, we forgot that Inketia was in the room. So, um, <laughs> so this time we have to remember Eddie, that moment. Boy, you know. Hey, when he when he puts that phone to his ear, hey. I think they probably got maybe Jesus. I think it came on what how long? Well, he's kind of what Eddie. What who who came on? Jesus came on for Arsenal for what like 15, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he got changed. He got changed on the weekend. Yeah, he yeah. might. He might. They might even try and, and start him. I don't think they 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 rate Eddie too highly. To be honest with you. Well, Jesus then the number one, isn't it? So you know. No, no, no surprises there. Yeah, no, well, no. Jesus got like change. He got like he came on at under ninety, so they gave him like proper change. So, oh, okay, maybe not then. It was like ten minutes of added time, though. So, okay. yeah. So we, 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 we shall see. So we shall see. But anyway, we we hope it's not a long season because the performances need to pick up if we're gonna get anywhere. And we've got Champions League coming soon as well. So, you know. The games will be coming thick and fast. But thank you, Reams, for joining. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Appreciate your brother, you brother. And thank you, Rodney. Belated, but always appreciate your time. No problem. Apologies. Your energies and effort. No, that stuff happens. You're living life, man. And thank you for tuning in, people. Take care and peace. Love. Mm. <laughs> 187, that's Andrew Cole. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals. I let man act like they don't know. Check my record and learn that code. 187, that's Andrew Cole. Cold. Murder a beat, I'm cold. Gonna link up with bro, that's. I did it like Andrew Cole. I just do my thing, I don't need to talk. I shoot my shot, I hit my goals. I let man act like they don't know. Check man's record and learn that code. 187, that's Andrew Cole. Murder a beat, I'm cold. When I link up with bro, that's I did it like Andrew Cole. I just do my thing, I don't need to. Middle of the field, then check like scores. But I still grind and chase man's goals. When I get a chance, man's veins get cold. Sports Social Podcast Network.